Good morning, good morning, good morning to all my uh, Ghost Whisperer fans and fans of the Can You Hear Us, a Ghost Whisperer podcast. Um, as my earlier episode said, I'm so sorry. I got caught up in doing other things, and I forgot to do this. And I usually do it on Fridays because it's been my normal thing. But I've been so run ragged and so exhausted that it totally slipped my mind. But I'm here now, and I'm ready to do a review of the episode from Season 1, which is Episode one, uh, episode 5 of Series 1, called Lost Boys, where Melinda helps an entire orphanage full of ghosts, and oddly enough, a ghost dog. And I finally got my DVD player figured out, so we will be doing it from my DVD. But if you want to follow along with me, you can also go to uh, the Roku channel, Hulu, or whoever else might be carrying Ghost Whisper. Just look for it on your smart TV, and you might find it. But here we go, starting the episode in three, two, one. Let's not do this for the commentary. Here we have Melinda Gordon walking up and doing her normal pre-episode spiel, her info dump before the episode starts, telling us about her husband, the fact that she has powers, the fact that she owns an antique shop, talks about her grandmother training her to use her powers. And we go through scenes, and here we go. And we see Melinda and Andrea opening the door to a ba- dusty basement full of cobwebs, you know, standard horror fare. And uh, Andrea saying, all this stuff has to go. And basically, Melinda says, yeah, they're selling the place, going to tear it down. So all this stuff has got to go. And Melinda and Angie are having a slight squabble and said, well, this is part of the job being a partner to uh, an antique shop. And Melinda finds one of the ghosts flitting around. And Andrea senses them too. Find it interesting that normal people can feel ghosts, but they more or less dismiss them. But Andrea is more sensitive than others. Andrea says, okay, I'll let you uh, do your conference with the spirits. And we see a dog flitting around. And they say dogs don't have souls. And we see the ghosts of the little children just skirting around the edges of Melinda's vision. And Melinda's trying to hunt them down, which is going to be a full-time occupation on this episode. And the ghosts are telling Melinda to leave. And the agitated ghost cause the light bulbs to explode behind Melinda. This is a very well-developed 
show as far as it goes for research about paranormal and poltergeist happenings. And also says something they actually had a real psychic be a creative consultant on this show. An actual ghost whisperer, as it were. And we're going through the credits now. And I will say that so far the first season seems to be the best season. And we have the exterior outside the uh, orphanage. And Melinda, Andrea, and some movers are taking the stuff out of the uh, orphanage. And Andrea and Melinda are discussing the rather uh, interesting happenings earlier. And again, I'll say it again if I haven't said it before. The friendship between Andrea and Melinda is so perfect, so organic. And here we see Melinda and Andrea meeting the uh, caretaker of the old orphanage, an old gentleman. Okay, he's not the caretaker, he's a former owner, but... Uh, And uh, the guy goes through a history dump of the place, which we see on these shows, and it's necessary for the background of the uh, episode in question to have it go on. And they're talking about a fire because she'd seen the little ghost kids look slightly singed, as it were. And... Uh, it confirms the fact that there were like some kids and a dog killed in the fire. And Melinda goes down and says, it goes down and tries to talk to the ghost saying, look, I'm willing to listen to help you move on, but you can't stay here. Oh, Homer, the ghost dog. He's so cute. And Andrea sees what Melinda's doing. And Melinda sees a ghost boy. And the ghost is taking uh, Melinda to the other spirits. And there's... A guy who's rather the Peter Pan character of the whole company. And the, and the ghost asks, how come you can see us? He's, she's like, it's just an ability I have. And uh, the ghosts are angry that she's messing with their belongings and she says well it's not your belongings anymore you've been dead for quite a while why are you still here
and the Ghosts, including Homer, are making their attitudes known. And the ghost rat ends up making the windows explode, and, and Melinda's like, all right then. And Andrea's like, how can they break things when they're ghosts? And she says, well, it has to do with energy. They get strong enough, they can move things and destroy things. And Melinda meets the new owner. And the guy asks what she's doing there. She says, well, I'm moving all this stuff out so we can sell it. And uh, Melinda asks what the owner, what she, he's going to do with the place. He says, I'm going to raise it to the ground. And uh, Melinda's a little shocked, but let's be honest. An owner can do what they want with the place. And... Uh, the shy little kid is asking Melinda, how do you know we were dead? And she's like, you didn't know? I said, yeah, we, I knew. It's not like we get hungry or tired anymore. So what else could we be? A ghost that's afraid of the dark. What do you know? You've been dead for a while. How can you still be afraid of the dark? But whatever. And uh, the kid is asking Melinda to, like, come back. And she says, well, i got to go home. The little kid's upset. And Let's just put it this way. This uh, episode is a classic Peter and Wendy type scenario where Melinda's playing Wendy and Rat is Peter Pan. But uh, this has also got a rather uh, heartbreaking element, as most of these episodes do. And Melinda and Jim are having an argument about a friend of his. And uh, let's just say uh, I've seen this episode enough times to know that this friend, in quotations, is a real piece of work. And uh, Melinda is well in her rights not to like the guy. Because quite honestly, the guy is a creep. And uh, Melinda kind of uses this guy's presence as an excuse to get out and uh, visit the kids, which isn't a bad thing. But, you know, Melinda, this is something that you and Jim should be having out right now rather than postponing it. But that wouldn't work for the episode, but be that as it may. Jim is a really great guy. He gets the point by the end of the episode and throws the guy out. And Melinda brings up a good point in a few minutes about she figures out why she doesn't like his friend. 
And it's because she doesn't like what he acts like when he's around. Which, honestly, I don't blame her. Jim acts like a real doofus when his friend is around. And really, Jim, you sure respect Moan a heck of a lot better than you did in this episode. But, newlyweds, live and learn. No, I'm not bashing Jim. I'm just saying. Jim is a great guy 99.99% of the time. And really is supportive of what Melinda does. Well, as with most, most guys, they have a... And pardon my uh, use of this phrase. Ahead of time, ladies, if you're listening, bros before hoes attitude. And it really, really, really sucks. No one should ever think that uh, their friends are more important than their significant others. They can be involved in their lives, but they can't be the be-all and end-all of their lives anymore when they're with a significant other. And here we have Melinda meeting up with a former owner-slash-caretaker. And uh, they're having a little... Uh, powwow about the ghosts and all in the house. And the uh, former owner slash caretaker is well aware that the place is haunted. And she and the caretaker slash former owner are uh, talking about how it's a shame that the place is going to get demolished so quickly. But the new owner has his reasons for uh, being this way. But we'll get into them a little bit later. And the former owner and caretaker can feel the spirits, which, again, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, Normal people, and I say normal in quotation marks, usually can sense spirits. Uh, And the ghosts make an appearance while Melinda is waiting for them. And the ghosts, for lack of a better term, summon Melinda. And uh, the little guys make telling Melinda, look, don't call me out about asking her to come. And uh, ironically, with this uh, episode, the kids are asking them to read Peter and Wendy, which is Peter Pan. And they talk about uh, Ernie, who is not there. And we'll find out why fairly soon. Because let's just say uh, Ernie is a really big part about this episode. Let's just say a certain kid by the name of 
Ernie escaped the fire, but the others weren't quite so lucky. And they're talking about how Rat had a brother and they adopted Mikey but left Rat behind. And quite honestly, I don't blame the kid for being better one bit. I mean, when your brother gets adopted and you don't, that really screws you up emotionally. And the uh, little black kid lights the candles to help Melinda read. And Rat is in the shadows listening to the story and crying. And Rat thinks that uh, Melinda is trying to pull something, but she's not. He thinks she's trying to uh, take the kids out, which she is, but not the way Rat thinks. Here we are at Same As It Never Was Antiques, where Melinda and Andrea are having a talk. And Melinda is exhausted. Melinda tries to rope Andrea into being part of the Grandview Historical Society. And she's not impressed. And Melinda is uh, talking with the new owner about the place. And uh, he's not impressed with her trying to get him to change his mind. And he's like, why would you want to preserve this crumbling pile of bricks and wood? And he's like, I'm trying to tear this place down for low-income housing, so what's bad about that? And Melinda tries to go home, and we find a really interesting individual who's supposed to be Jim's friend. And let's just say... And I think Melinda's thinking about burning that towel. And and uh Jim is like saying, this guy pulls through when you need him. And uh, Melinda's like, I don't get it. The guy is a jerk. And Melinda is doing her research for the St. Michael's Home for Boys. 
you know, reading about the fire that killed those three boys. And they locked the doors and that's how the kids got killed. They couldn't get out. And Melinda doesn't get it. It says there were four boys missing. And here we see Ernest Sutter. And Melinda understands. Oh, great. Here comes Jim and the drinking buddies. And uh, Linda is not impressed. Linda's like, I don't like the kind of person you are when you're around these guys. And that's usually the uh, entire crux of why people don't like their significant other's friends. They don't like the person they are when they're around their friends. Yeah, but Melinda's trying to track down why the paper says four when there are only three ghosts and a dog. And the guy admits he never found Ernie's body, but which gives Melinda a clue because uh, according to the former owner, Ernie and Rat were like the best of friends and you expect them to be together. And the guy's like, well, get spooky around here after Rat shatters his glass. And we have Mel come home. No, it's Jim. He's coming to the Kensington Arms. Whoops. Sorry. And Rat's looking down at the husband. And the cave falls off the sign and almost hits Jim. And Jim kind of knows what's up. He can't hang around Melinda without knowing something about spooky things. And uh, Melinda just finishes up Peter and Wendy. And uh, Jim and uh, Melinda have a heart-to-heart, but the ghost disappeared. Uh, 
And Jim offers to stay, and Melinda says, yeah, I got stuff to do. And the little boys are watching the whole thing, just kind of smiling. And Melinda and Jim are... How do you do that in a house full of ghosts, make love in a house full of ghosts? Can't they see what they're doing? Well... I guess it doesn't matter. And, uh, Jim is going to have it out with his friend. And kudos to Jim for what he does here to his friend. Because his friend doesn't get And Rat is going to tumble into the whole story about the fire. He didn't. Apparently, Rat tried to get the kids out. Rat's trying to find a way to get the kids out, but they lock the doors, which honestly is against the law. It's a fire hazard. They did not give a dang about these kids. Just like most orphanages don't give a dang about the kids. And, uh, Rat feels like he's the reason why all the kids are dead, that he got them killed because he couldn't figure out a way to get them out. One just says, we're trying to be a hero. How did you know that the people who ran the orphanage didn't give a dang about their lives and locked them in? And Melinda knows that they're out there. Other kids are out there and tells them to come on in. And Melinda says, you guys can't stay here forever, but he said, we don't have anywhere else to go. And Rat is like, nobody wants us, so they didn't want us then. They won't want us now in the light, which is a load of horse hockey.
And Brat isn't happy that Melinda is asking the other two to leave. And the little the ghost kids are surprised that they can leave. And little kids are really cute here because they're finding out that they can leave the orphanage. But Rhett and Homer are sticking around, at least for now. And now that's something I don't get. How can an intangible ghost sit in a car? But you guys suspend your uh, belief when it shows like this, like I've said before, I think. And Melinda is just driving while the little kids are looking around in wonder. And they're seeing the kids playing in the square. And they're like amazed. I will say there is a need for places like orphanages. But honestly... Orphanages are horrible places that no kid under any circumstance should be forced to be in. I don't care if your parents have died or your family members have gone away. There are better ways of dealing with kids rather than putting them in a place where they're treated like less than human, like an orphanage. That's my opinion. But Melinda's like, why can't we stick around? It's because you don't belong in this world anymore. And Melinda tells the kids about the light and they said, do you know what it's like there? She says, I'm not sure, but I do know you'll be wanted there. There's no judgment. There's no pain. There's nothing there that's going to make you feel unwanted or unloved. And she's almost got the kids convinced, but uh, they don't want to go without Rat, their leader. Which I can understand. Rat has taken care of them, even in the afterlife. And they're at the auction, and the ghost kids are having fun making nuisances of themselves. And Melinda sees the new owner... And uh, Melinda and Rat are going to have it out at the at the antique store because out there in the middle of an auction, it's not the place to have a conversation with ghosts. And Rat says, "Girls always say you got to tell me the truth here." And Rat asks if he's going to see his brother again. Linda says if he's dead, probably. And Rat is like, 
really hurt when they uh, told me they took were going to take us both, and they ended up taking only my brother. And I'm like, what? that's the thing. When you have a brother and an orphanage pair, you need to take them both, not just one. I don't care. They need to be a package deal. You don't break up siblings. And Jim has reached his breaking point with his friend. And it's about dang time. And Jim is like, maybe my friend, but we're not 18 anymore. We can't be doing crap like this and think it's okay anymore. Which is quite true. Because it doesn't work that way anymore. And here we see the new owner pouring over the stuff at the auction and coming across something that, uh, to our surprise as the watchers, belongs to him. And Melinda, being the uh, amateur detective of sorts that she is, puts two and two together. That the new owner is Ernie, all grown up. Yep, there's his box. And Melinda's like, gotcha. And uh, the guy's trying to pay Melinda hush money to keep it quiet. And Melinda's like, you don't have to pay me for this. This is yours anyway. And Melinda runs after him. And Ernie is quite honestly bitter about the place because his best friends died in that place. And Ernie is going on about how he can't look at any child on the sidewalk or any picture in the paper or the magazine without thinking of the kids that died because they were his family. And Melinda takes Ernie to the old building. And he reluctantly goes in while having a flashback about the fire. Understandably. And Ernie said he used to hide in the basement. And he was able to escape. Because there was a whole a way out down there that the uh, owners of the place didn't know about. <laughs> 
And Ernie was the one that started the fire because of a candle he neglected to put out. And as a result, he was the reason why Rat and the others died. And Ernie said, because he couldn't see his friends anymore, he just ran. And just kept running. And he was like, because of all that, he was never coming back to that place. And he looked at the paper and found out he was one of the missing. One of the dead. And he was so torn up, he cried his entire heart out. Hence the reason why he wants to tear this awful place to the ground. And Ernie's talking about how much of what a good friend Rat was. And but uh, Melinda's telling him that, that Rat and his friends are still there in spirit. And Melinda gives some piece of information that only Rat would know. And it's a poster of Hawaii that he was reading. As a kid. <laughs> They're joking around saying, don't have to be yelling. We aren't deaf. And the kids are all laughing at him, and 
And uh, Ernie is trying to tell Rat he did good. Yeah, we have and and Rat's like, oh, come on. And Ernie's like, no, you really taught me how to get along. Wouldn't have made as far as it weren't for him. He said he'd give all the money he has in the world to get him back. All of them. And Rat is saying he can tear down the place where he wants to gonna go. Of course we're gonna have a bit of a plot twist at the end of this that one of these ghosts doesn't make it to the other side, at least not yet. And we end up seeing and this is a good thing that we see in a lot of these episodes that when the ghosts are getting ready to cross over they are rather uh, better cleaned up. And there's another episode in this series where we see that happen with someone who was, was mentally disabled in life. And the ghosts aren't covered in soot and smoke anymore. And the littlest guy is saying, I'm going to tell everybody that you're my mom. And we see in the uh, later on that Linda is a great mom. But that's later on in the series. And quite honestly, the last season in the series is where we find out how great a mom Melinda is. And Rat and the others are moving off into the light. Melinda's saying goodbye to the kids. And they're gone with a gust of wind that even Ernie feels. Yep. Yeah, they're gone. And uh, Ernie says he feels free now that the kids are gone, which is a good feeling to feel. And we get to see a plot twist here when uh, Linda and Jim have a... uh, discussion about uh, Jim's friend and everything that went on. Oh, 
and Melinda and Jim have the strongest relationship I've ever seen in a drama. But here we hear sounds out in the hallway, and they go to investigate what it is. And here comes the plot twist I talked about, because let's just say Homer can't understand what the light is or where it is, so he decided to stick around and move to Melinda and Jim's house. So they've got a ghost dog, which I think is so cute, just like Homer. (laughs) Tossing the ball around. And Melinda says to Jim, I'll explain later. Cute little Homer. And she's like, you need to be quiet. And we get to the credits. Well, I thank you for your uh, patience with me in not getting this done sooner. But I did do it. And that concludes Lost Boys Episode 5 of Season 1 of Ghost Whisperer. Next time, we'll be doing another episode, and I can't wait to see you then. Goodbye, and have spooky dreams.